0: And then you start getting haters. That's like literally where haters come from. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Marcus, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up, you tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, i about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. Happy MLK party, people. This is episode number 145. Not sure there's going to be a 146, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Parents, have you ever wondered why your talented cheerleader might find themselves in the back of the routine? Yeah, it's a head-scratcher, isn't it? Today, me and B break it down, but this episode isn't just about routines and personnel, but our advice from Wisdom Walk is to coaches about making strong connections with their athletes and how important that is to your relationship lastly let's not forget about our quote of the week we've got a gem from an nba hall of famer scotty pippen about surrounding yourself with winners and why having a supportive circle is key to success But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer, education, and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Quick shout out to Claire, who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny, who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother, Love You Mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Paula. below, representing for all the cheer dads out there, our mate Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey, shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark, shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin, truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to do so but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show the best free way is to share this podcast simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do i'm the cheer director at american cheer aksc.com sharing with you my life running a program managing a staff coaching the athletes and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and ask the questions that you guys have at home don't be less when you can be more be more what's good
1: lots of great things the kids are back to school And we are preparing to fly out to Indy. So I'm doing all the mom things this week. Washing uniforms, making sure the bows and the hair ties and all the things that you need are ready to go. So PSA to all the parents out there, I have already started getting my cheer bag together. Putting it on the table with all the bows and the ponytails and straighteners and curling irons and all those things. So I can start checking them off when the time comes.
0: Dude, B, I'm not sure if we said this. I feel like I have said this before, but you need to make a checklist for all parents, like an ultimate checklist for parents that we can give away to the parents. Like, hey, download this for, yeah. you know, the ultimate, you know, parent checklist for packing for a competition. That'd be a cool little little giveaway thing that we could do.
1: I can do that. I will do that. There we go. This is 2024. We're going to make it our year. So I will do that.
0: There we go. Let's make it happen. Real quick before we get into the sounds like that question of the week. Yeah, Indiana. Is this weekend? So super (laughs) excited! pumped for it! Ready to go! Uh, It's been cold in California. I'm not looking forward to. That's the only thing we were talking about: how cold it's going to be. Like it's just going to be so cold. But um but I'm excited for. I really am. Teams look good this weekend. Junior Blue, which I typed up the email. I just haven't sent it to you yet. Yes, I typed it up this weekend, and then people needed my iPad and my computer. I don't like sending emails from my computer. Long story, but the point is, I have an email typed. So probably when. we're done with recording this. I'm going to send out an email to the junior blue families, but you know, we've had all junior blue these first. You know, we've had three, we've had the showcase, we had our first competition, we had Pomona, then we had Grand. And of those four events, uh, we've only taken the floor with our original roster once. Right? Four events. Our original roster was- roster's only taking the floor once. So we're always like dealing with something. So this weekend will be the first not the first time. We're taking the floor with the original roster again. So we actually had some good practices this weekend. We weren't we didn't have to replace anyone, which is what we've been doing these last every time it feels like we go to compete, it's like, Oh, we should be getting ready for the competition. Instead, we're replacing someone right now. Yeah. So but it was good. So but blue had some strong practices. So that that made me feel good and rest of the teams look good. Yeah, I'm just excited. For Indy, because, you know, they come back from that Christmas break and they are just Mm -hmm. like, you're like, man, I've I've just learned. Do not expect the kids to pick off or to pick up right where they left off after Christmas break. That's, that's just one thing I have learned as a coach is that those athletes take a couple weeks all this. A quote I always tell the kids, I stop practicing for one day, I notice. I stop practicing for two days, my wife notices. I stop practicing for three days, the world notices. You stop practicing for two weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, it is absolutely nuts. But anyway, the kids, they, they look back in shape. I mean, we still need these this week's practices, but I feel good that we're uh, back on track. So anyway, so Advice for all coaches out there and to the parents who are in the lobby. It does take a second for the kids to get back in shape. It really does. So don't sit there. So one, as a coach, don't beat yourself up like they're not ready. They just need to get back in the gym and honestly just knock the cobwebs off. Parents who are sitting in the lobby, every team looks like that. They all do. If they took two weeks off, they all look like that. And it's just about, you know, the systems you have in place to get the team back in shape, but they all look a hot mess when they first get back from the Christmas break. So no need to panic. No need to fret. We all look like it. We all go through the same things, but you know, they get there eventually, you know, one day at a time. But that's why it's important. Have your kids at practice. So anyway, all right. Sounds like that question of the week. Guys, when we go to Indianapolis, we're going to have that hot fire music. Your music might not be fire. Our music going to be hot fire. Best music out there in the entire arena, convention hall, wherever we're competing in. You know, that's because we get it from sounds like that. So go to sounds dot like com to get hot fire music. So be more. Hook us up with the sounds like that question of the week.
1: All right. Question of the week this week is I have a question. I listen to your podcast and trust your opinion and outlook. My daughter is at a small gym. She has level four tumbling and amazing jumps thanks to the private. But she is continually placed in the back of the routine on a level one team. I'm absolutely OK with her being on a level one team. She's eight. So that's not the issue. She's a great back spot and base. So she is usually given in the worst flyer, which naturally puts her in the back. But she's starting to get discouraged when she has to nugget in the back for half of the routine. And I don't know how to justify it to her anymore. The coaches don't respond to her concerns and the gym owner doesn't like to be questioned about routine things. So she gets defensive immediately or outright ignores you and your messages. Do you have any advice? I'm a firm believer in continuing out your commitment. But at what point do I make a move?
0: Okay a lot to break down. There's a lot to break down, a lot to unpack here. So, yep. the first thing I think the thing to understand is is that that situation happens a lot. It happens every every day at every gym. Is that our most talented backspots or bases typically have our most challenging flyers and our most talented flyers slash our smallest flyers typically have the most challenging bases we're trying to put together a team that can go out there and hit that can put up four elite stunts or five elite stunts or six elite stunts and you need to be able to spread the wealth throughout all the teams you can give one stunt a ridiculous amount of talent and then you know what's the rest of your team going to do right and so and that happens i promise you every year that our most talented athletes are paired up with our most challenging athletes right our super great awesome main base gets paired with the girl who just came from gymnastics who has all the tumbling she's never based before okay you super main base you're gonna base with her and you're gonna teach her how to base and i'm sure that that super talented main base would really like to base with that other kid over there who's been you know a secondary base her whole life but who are we gonna put the 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 gymnast with gymnast with, right? And the same thing with back spots and flyers. We have super great back spots out there and they have to go with our more challenging flyers, right? Whether it's technique or size, right? And the same thing with our flyers. She's super talented. And so she has to go with some of our weaker bases so that they can, you know, provide for the routine, right? Because we need these athletes on the team. So there's that. Read the question one more time. I'll just, I'll stop you again when there's something I want to talk about.
1: Okay. My daughter is at a small gym, she has level four tumbling and amazing jumps thanks to privates. But she is continually placed in the back of the routine on a level one team. I'm absolutely okay with her being on a level one team. She's eight, so that's not the issue. She is a great back spot and base, so she usually is given the worst flyer, which naturally puts her in the back. But she's starting to get discouraged when she has to nugget in the back for half the routine.
0: Boom. Stop. <laughs> Alright, it's just a nugget. <laughs> just a nugget in the back of the routine. That was a little bit odd to me. I understand. It makes perfect sense to me that she's a talented back spot and she has a more challenging flyer. So she's in the back. I see that happen a lot. What did confuse me a little bit or what's a little bit different or what stands out to me is that she has the nugget in the back. And so I don't know why she can't do her back walkover in the routine because her flyer, she has a weak flyer. Those situations happen all the time we had a kid named Cameron. He was super talented, tongue. Tumbler, super talented tumbler, great jumps, and but he wasn't that strong of a base. His his back, his stunt group was the back center stunt group, and you know, but when it came down for the jump section, I remember like having to. I remember we placed the jump section at first and I'm like, dude, there's no way to get Cameron up to the front of the jumps. Like how are we can get Cameron up to the front and we didn't put him at point. And he talent wise, hundred percent deserved to be point. He definitely had the best jumps on our team, but transition wise, like we just couldn't get him to the front. We eventually figured out a way to get him to the front, but we couldn't get him to the front. Now, just because he was in the back doesn't mean we weren't going to have him jump. Like he was going to jump. He was a good jumper. So if I can speak candidly, I don't know if your daughter isn't in the these other sections because she's in the back the routine for her stunt like plenty of kids are in the back I mean we got to have a back row so is it that she's just not and just because you have level four skills doesn't mean you have a great back walkover just because you have level four skills doesn't mean you have a great front walkover right and so I'm not sure the skills that she's nuggeting in but it might take some real honest reflection does she really have and you know this kid might be great I'm not I you know it's hard for me to assume that she doesn't have a great At eight years old with a layout I'm assuming she has a layout when we say level four it's hard for me to imagine she doesn't have a great back walkover, but I mean, the reality is lots of kids with layouts don't have great back walkovers. So go ahead, pick up where you left off.
1: Okay, the coaches don't respond to concerns and the gym owner doesn't like to be questioned about questioned, sorry, about routine things. So she gets defensive immediately or outright ignores you and your messages. Do you have any advice?
0: Let's see. Well, the other thing I want to say is it's not really advice on this, but it's just a challenge that coaches go through. It's kind of more about the beginning part. But the other big challenge coaches go through is parents really and the athletes typically only see things from their perspective. They really do. They have a hard time seeing things from any other perspective besides their own perspective. And so this happens is that we have your daughter and she's a very talented backspot. We're going to put her with this this weaker flyer and we, we put the stunt group together. The stunt group hits. The stunt group does a good job hitting because you have a great, your daughter's great at backspotting. But so the sunk group hits, but we can tell it's a weak stunt group. So they're in the back, you know, they're not seen or whatever. And that happens. And then from the parent perspective, the parent complains, why is my daughter have this stunt? You know, my daughter is so good. So she has to go this weak stunt group. Why can't she just be in this stunt group and be closer to the front? That way she can do the rest of her skills in the routine. Right. So let's say the coaches would have made that move from the very beginning of the summer. Hey, we have Susie. She's a great back spot. Let's put her with other talented kids to highlight, you know, so we can highlight the rest of her her skills and the routine and whatever. They just decided to put her in a different stunt group. And now our weak flyer doesn't have a great back spot. And that stunt group now is a hot mess. They're a hot mess. They're a hot mess. Here's what parents... Typically, do instead of the parent going. You know what, my that stunt group could really use my daughter. That would probably make everything better. If my daughter was in that stunt group, she could make that hit, and then that girl could go over there. She could probably because that's a strong stunt group over there. They don't really need my daughter. She could go over there, and make that stunt group hit. That's that's what needs to happen. Parents rarely. I I doubt very highly that thought ever runs across a parent's head. What parents? What I'm guessing and <laughs> or what I know parents do is. Complain and go. Why is that girl even on this team? She. Why do we even let these little flyers in the air? We need bigger flyers in the air because they they know how to hold their weight, and that little girl can't hold her weight. And that stunt group's a hot mess. And blah blah. You see my my daughter's stunt group? (laughs) They look per. They're great. They're awesome. That stunt group's a hot mess. We should just kick that girl off the team because she shouldn't belong on this. This girl doesn't belong on the team with my daughter right? Why is she on this team, right? So let's say the coaches do that. They decide to kick that girl off the team, right? From the beginning, let's say it's from the beginning of the the season. We're not going to have her on the team because she's a wet noodle and she can't hold her body weight. Now, why kids make teams? There's a billion reasons why kids make teams a billion reason why kids make teams for all different reasons all dis- different circumstances and they change every year depending on just different dynamics score sheet available athletes you know the rules whatever it is age grid they all change every year and so this year i think for the usasf the minimum amount of athletes you can have on the team is something like five, It's like five to eight athletes is the minimum you can have on a team. I kind of feel like it's five, could be eight, but somewhere around there, five or eight athletes. So you can't take the floor unless you have five athletes. Let's just say it's five. However, on the United score sheet, in order to get five full points in jumps, you need to have 10 athletes on the floor. In order to get full points in jumps, you need to have 10 athletes on the floor. So you need to have 10 athletes jump in order to get, you know, a four or 4.5, whatever it is. Even if you only have eight athletes on the team, you have eight athletes on the team, you have that 10 athletes to to jump. So, and jumps are one of those things where everyone's going to get a, let's just say it's a 4.5. I'm not sure what it is, but let's just say it's a 4.5. It's get you full points. If it's a 4.5 to get you full points, if you don't have 10 athletes jump, you're automatically going to get a four. And so when they double the score, because it's half a point, right? So a 4.5 minus a four, right? It's a half a point difference, but then they double your score. They get your raw score and they double it. So it ends up being a point difference on the uh, score sheet. So a team would go from a 97 to a 96 or 96 to a 95, right? Just by having two extra kids jump. So I saw this the other day on the coach's page. They're like, hey, we're going to... we." You know, we're not competing varsity all year, but we're gonna go to I think actually going to jam fest. We're going to jam fest and we really want to go, but we have to have a minimum of ten kids on the team. We only have eight kids on the team. Should I just throw two random kids on the team to jump? I didn't participate in this conversation, but I was thinking, uh yeah. (laughs) Throw them two extra kids on the team because you you can't compete without you know getting full points and jump because the whole competition is getting full points and jumps. So, but gyms make decisions like that all the time. So let's say they kick this flyer off the team because she has no business being in the air because she's in this week's stunt group, and now you don't get all of your jump points. What would parents then do? Why don't we have all the kids on the team to get all the necessary points? Because if we put all the kids on the team to get necessary points, she'd have to be in a stunt group. Well, why is that stunt group a hot mess? That's group's a hot mess because we really need your daughter to be in the in the stunt group. My daughter's in this hot mess stunt group. She's got a nugget in the back. And and it's because parents only see things from their perspective instead of letting coaches make the best decisions with the information and the pieces that they have in front of them. If you're not getting any answers from your coaches, um, that concerns me a little bit I'm uh, not gonna lie that does concern me but uh I will say from a coach's perspective they're just tired of answering they're just tired of answering questions all day long of why their kid isn't in this and why their kid is in this and why is this kid in that and so I under- I understand the just how worn out coaches are from having to answer why isn't my daughter in this why isn't she in this because as a coach What it seems like is that it seems like for a coach that you, as a parent, don't trust their ability to make decisions. And, you know, they're just always getting ragged on, right? That they're just not good enough to make decisions, right? And so I understand they just feel worn out. I'm not saying that they shouldn't answer emails or respond or whatever. And, you know, I don't agree with the owner being dismissive. So I would probably you know maybe not set up a meeting exactly right now but you know come the end of the year i would probably at some point you gotta have like a, a real conversation about your your differences on those things but yeah i think there's one more thing i can't remember what's the rest of that
1: that was basically it
0: oh that was that was the end of it oh she said to, no read, read the last part there is something
1: do you have advice i'm a firm believer in continuing out your commitment but at what point do i make a move
0: yeah, I wasn't sure when she said, What point do I make a move? Do I, she's talking about moving to another gym? Or or what. And so the concern with moving to another gym is a lot of these things are still going to happen. Now, maybe the other gym has better customer service as far as answering your emails and answering your concerns. And and that could surely happen by going to a different gym. What might not happen by going to a different gym is that your daughter, your daughter's still going to be we're assuming your daughter's still going to be a great backspot. Assuming she's still a great back spot and still nine years old with a layout. There there still aren't a ton of programs that have youth level four teams. You know, there there really aren't a ton of programs with youth level four teams, right? There aren't a lot of programs with youth level three teams out there, right? And so, you know, she'll probably still be on a level one, level two, right? So, I'm not sure what city this lady is in or what area she's in. So, there might be, you know, she could probably be on a youth level three or four, depending on her area. But, you know, there, there aren't a ton, ton of them out there. So, you know, probably still on the youth level two team. And if She's still a great back spot. She's still gonna have a weaker flyer, right? Unless she's just around a super talented group of kids. And that means if she sells a weaker flyer, she still might be in the back of the routine. So those are the, those are the types of things that just because you switch gyms doesn't mean that those problems are going to get solved. Because it happens everywhere that strong, that our stronger athletes are paired with our more challenging athletes, right? Or our newer athletes or whatever the case may be. So B. For our parents at home, do you have any questions that you think they would have? Or do you want to represent, do you just want to yell at the coaches? You know, I I scolded parents for a while. Do you want to scold some coaches for a while?
1: I mean, I just don't understand why a coach or owner wouldn't respond. I think of it this way, and I don't know this lady and I'm assuming the best. So I think for like some people in our gym, like you're like, oh, I like that parent. You know, that parent doesn't really, you know, I don't hear from that parent very often. There's not very many complaints their kid works hard they're most they're mostly always at practice so that parent is easy to talk to so it's one of those emails when you if you receive an email from Susie's mom you're like oh you know yeah she she has all those qualities so i'm going to respond I'll have no problem responding to Susie's mom right but then you have Miranda's mom who is emailing you all the time her kids never there she's always late to practice her mom has something to complain about all the time and it's why my kid this why my kid that she's late to comps so when you get an email from Miranda's mom you're probably more hesitant to be like ugh really i got to i got to email this lady back okay i'm going to make her wait a couple hours as opposed to Susie's mom i'm going to respond right away so i can see that how coaches would feel that way, but you're going to eventually have to respond to somebody. And if you don't respond, like I'm the parent that's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to see you in the gym. I'm going to stop you. Like, I want to talk to you. So for me, for this, the coach an owner, whatever, not responding, it makes me think, is this parent basically like a problem parent all the time? Or is it just the coach or owner that's just...
0: Just being lazy. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, just being lazy. I mean, I am assuming that this parent is not like that. And please do not be (laughs) mad at me. (laughs) You know, I'm not trying to make assumptions, but it makes my mind wander because I don't know the full story of it. But if you know, she's a great parent, stays out of it, and the coach or gym isn't, or owner isn't responding, I would be pretty upset. And I would, like, that would make me be like, why am I even here anymore? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not giving me the common courtesy of responding to me. I pay money to be here. Mm-hmm. And the least you could do is respond to me. And realistically, the least the owner could do is respond and say, hey, I'm really busy right now. I'm going to be busy for the next week or two. When I'm not busy, can I will shoot you an email. If you don't hear from me in two weeks, please shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. Like Everybody has busy times. I mean, if they were back-to-back competitions and they just didn't have the time for it, I can understand that. But the gym and the coach. Not responding is, I just, it's wrong. Like, it's just, I mean, I know they have probably plenty of other kids that pay to be there, but this person pays to be there too. So they should be treated the same way. Like, it's a paying customer. You want to keep your customers happy. Ooh,
0: y'all, hey, that is called cogent analysis right there by B. More truer words have never been spoken, <laughs> B. <laughs> just stop playing right now with B. No, I think, I think you're 100% right. I don't even want, I, I want to respond. I just want to regurgitate everything you said. I think you are right um, in that one. If you are a parent who never emails, right, never complains, and then you get an email and you're like, "Oh, this mom has like a concern." Way more likely to listen to it because you're like, "Oh, they actually have a valid concern." Mm-hmm. But when you get an email every week from the same mom, you're like, "This again? Like, what? What did I do wrong this time, lady? You know?" Yeah. And so you're like, "All right, like everything's wrong with this program, right?" But when, but when you get an email from someone who you never hear from, then as an as a coach, right, you go, oh, "Okay, like this must." be a valid, not that anyone else's concerns aren't valid, but this must really be a pressing issue for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think everything else you said is, is spot on. And so I'm not going to water down your points by adding mine. Great job, B. That was.
1: Okay. Because, you know, you have to take it as I'm just the parent, like this is coming from me. You know what I mean? Like I see both sides of it. I mean, I see more of the parent side than I do the owner and coach's side, but that is how us parents think. Like, in reality, like you're not responding to me. I'm a paying customer. Like, I mean, that'd be like you going to McDonald's and them getting your order <laughs> right. You're flipping around saying, hey, what'd you get my order wrong? Or you left a fry, you know? So I truly understand where that parent is coming from not getting a response. Me personally, I have gotten responses from our coaches and, you know, our directors at our gym. So I have never like been in that situation, but I could be frustrated like this parent is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I make no excuses for coaches not responding. It's that's just like you said, common courtesy, right? customer service common courtesy there needs to be a response even if it's just hey we are busy if you only hear back from me within the next two weeks then shoot me another email but I think the, but I think there is no excuse for coaches at least no no real good excuse right now unless this mom is just you know absolutely crazy. <laughs> and you're just like, girl, I did email you. You just chose not to choose. You just chose not to see my first response and email me again. Lady, I didn't deal with this. But even that deserves a, a response. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that was a good I really like that. Uh, That that question. That was, that was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Quick reminder to all the coaches and gym owners out there. We have our video reviews. We have three different packages for our video reviews. The gold, the silver and the, the basic package for video reviews review so i could actually come on board as one of your coaches this season with our gold package video review and not to mention if you don't want to do a video review then get the cleaning your routine course link in the description for both of those we're gonna get to a break and then when we come back what do we have wisdom walk yep oh i think we have wisdom walk this is a good one there's a lot Mm -hmm. this is a really good one i really like this one so uh, let's get to a break and then uh get you guys more wise sounds good attention cheer parents I always say this, if your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At Track, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleaders' dreams soar. Link in the show notes. And we are back, guys. New segment. We've done it the last several episodes. I think this is the third episode we've done it. But just in case you haven't joined us for these last Three episodes or last two episodes, new segment wisdom walk advice from parents who have been there and done that. So in this segment, I went on various coaches, coaches' pages, and a parent page, cheer mom page, and said, Hey, what advice do you guys have for a new generation of coaches, new generation of parents? And um, you know, here we are reading those and kind of giving, you know, putting our two cents in as well on that on that feedback. So um, here we go. We're gonna get into this. But before we do that, this segment. Has been brought to us by SS Design Spirit Wear or Designs Spirit Wear. Guys, I'm you know, I just found out about them. They, it's a t shirt company. For cheer moms, cheer coaches, dance moms, I'm letting you know, these designs are for, I'm not, guys, I'm not making this up. I'm not saying this. It is a paid sponsorship, but I'm being so real (laughs) when I say this. I'm so, I can't, I can't trust this enough. I'm being so real. These designs are super cute. They're like super cute. B, I know you had a chance to check out the designs. Speak honestly from the heart, B.
1: Super cute designs. And as a mom- that has two children in all-star cheerleading, we all know how expensive it is. Okay. Let me tell you, the first thing I looked at was prices and (laughs) they're so reasonable. Like I'm like thinking I, I saw one and it was 14 bucks for a shirt. And I'm like, that is so good. I mean, most of us are used to going to events and you know, they have the spirit wear at the events and the shirts are like $25, $30. And then they have the random t-shirts that say all the things of, you know, iBase, cheerleader, like all the designs. She has these designs, which honestly are a little bit better for very reasonable prices. She responded super quick to me. I messaged her today while we were doing the pod and asked her if she could make us some Let's Talk cheer sweatshirts. And...
0: oh, stop playing with me.
1: She's going to send me some mock-ups. So I'm excited about them. But she responded within like two minutes. Like customer service, so far, customer service is like up there. They have the cute... She has the cutest like trending designs. She says she takes custom orders. So, you know, I got some girls that are on a middle school cheer team. So I think I might be asking her for a couple things. But I would say for me as a parent, price point. Her price points are on point. So definitely check her out. She's on Instagram. She will be at Indie, which I'm excited. Hopefully we'll get to meet her. But yeah, cute designs. Like all the little nice fonts that are like trending right now. The like smiley faces with with the drips all those things
0: yeah they're they're super cute if i was a cheer mom i'd rock them so i'm telling you they're super cute i can't i can't say it enough so ss designs spirit wear on instagram on tiktok and visit them on the website link in the show notes so b Hook us up with this wisdom
1: yes wisdom walk okay so connect with every kid at each practice whether it's a meaningful correction video review or screenshot encouragement or just a quick chat let them know you're glad they're there athletes need to feel connection to their coaches and they will want to improve when being led by someone they un- they feel understands them as a person connection means getting on the mat with them talk to them in small groups and individually about what you're trying to accomplish At the end of each practice, look over your roster as a check for yourself. Did I make eye contact with that kid? Say their name, smile or laugh with them or make some sort of connection. If not, make a note and make it a priority. Scanning the roster after each practice will also remind you which athletes might need a follow-up chat before next practice. If they did great, let them know that. If they're struggling, recognize it and tell them you want to work with them to make a plan on how to improve things going forward. Hope that helps them.
0: That is great. Great advice. And real quick, that's a shout out to to Laura, one of our longtime listeners and followers of the pod. So Laura, thank you so much for that wisdom. But it's so true. There's a quote that as you're reading it, it popped into my mind about they don't care. They don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And so no matter who you are as a coach, no matter how much wisdom you have as a coach or information you have as a coach, the athletes don't care about what you know until they know that you care about them as an individual, right? You care about me as a person, and individual. If you care about those things, then I'll listen to what you have to say as a coach. And so making a strong connection with the athletes. And that's one thing I try to do. You know, we sit there, the kids come in and the first 10 minutes of practice is always I actually learned this from my lovely wife, Ashley, is she just comes in and just talks to the kids for the first like 10 minutes of practice. Now we'll talk about like the game plan of practice of what we want to get accomplished. We'll usually have like a word or a theme of the, the day. Last practice, it was resourcefulness, right? All right? We'll have a word or a theme of the day, but also baked in there is me just hey, you know, the other day I was asking the kids, I asked the kids when we first got back from Christmas break, I asked them what they got their parents for Christmas. So I asked all the kids what they got their parents for Christmas. And then I just shamed all of them for not getting their parents anything. And I was just like, your mom carried you for nine months. Good thing the kids didn't ask me why I got my parents for Christmas. Because <laughs> I would have been in that same boat. So if I got my dad a fresh chain, I did. I got my dad a fresh chain. But, you know, but I go and ask them all what they got their parents for Christmas. And we talked about that. Then I asked, oh, the other day a couple of practices after that Joey had um she was at camp at the gym and so her class was walking by the team and so she walked by and she's like daddy 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 and I turn around and like hey Joey and she comes up and I was like come here And she ran out of her class so they were like walking in a line so she ran out of her class came up to me gave me a big hug big kiss love you dad and she goes back and I was like guys you guys can make your parents day you guys can make your parents day just by doing that so make sure you tell your parents you love them I go around to all the girls I'm like hey did you you tell your dad you love them right today. And then, you know, have and we had the whole point of that is to have individual conversations with those individual athletes. Right. And so we do stuff like that all the time at the beginning of practice, like just trying to connect with the athletes. Hey, how was school today? How's math class or whatever the case may be. I just try to find different points to actually connect with the athletes. And if I don't get to and, you know, it's not like we get to all 30 kids. Let's say it's a large team. It's not like I get to all 30 kids every single time at the very beginning of practice, bolt out the five kids at the beginning. And then, you know, throughout practice, just call a kid over and just, you know, like she said, try to make a connection with all the athletes. Now, one thing I used to do that she reminded me that I need to do again is, there's two things she actually said, is I used to, and again, I want to get back to this, but I used to write personal letters to all the kids. Like, I would just go, hey, Rylan, and I would just send home, either I would either put it in Rylan's journal so that she found it the next time she journaled, or I would, you know, leave a note up, like on the door, like that said, like, you know, Kinsley, there's something up on the door for you, you guys to get that or whatever. So I used to do that a lot. I haven't done it in a couple of years now. But yeah, but just trying to make connections with... With your athletes, especially like the daily connections with your athletes, letting them know that you see them as a as a person, nicknames for all the kids and just, you know, all that stuff. So I think just just truly making a connection with the athletes is uh, super important for your relationship and just important for for them just to know that they are seen as individuals in this world of, you know, seven billion people. So anyway, be Anything you want to add on to that?
1: I do think it's good for the coaches to make like connection with them. I know some kids don't come into the sport until, you know, they're 13, 14. And sometimes it's harder to make connections with the older kids just because I think, you know, 12 to 15, maybe even 16, they're in that teenage era of where they don't want to talk to anybody, even their parents, you know, not all kids, but some. So I do think it's easier to make connections with the younger kids. For example, Claire and Bailey were my daughter's first coaches. And the connection that they made with both of them their first year is one of the strongest connections I've ever seen my girls make a connection with. To this day, you know, they still are coached by them. But they are, those two coaches are their comfort zone. So when they're there, they have like an extra mom. And, you know, not to say that their other coaches aren't, like that with them but they were able to make that connection so young and that is such a comfort and for me as a mom it's such like a blessing and it's nice that to know that they feel so comfortable with them. I do think it's harder for the older kids, for the coaches to make connections with them. Maybe not as hard, but I think it can be a little challenging. But like you said, you know, talking to them, you know, saying their name, giving them a nickname. I'll never forget when Kinsley said that you gave her the nickname Mm Kin, And she's like, mom, nobody has ever called me that. That's coach. Somebody, somebody else called her that one time. She's like, that's only coach Jason calls Mm -hmm. me that. So those little things, I think they go a long way. And my girls are starting, you know, they're 13. They're starting to get in that teenage era. And you know they all have the bad attitudes and the just <laughs> just the just the realm of the preteen teen early teen ages. Mm-hmm. So I think any way you can connect with them is a good idea and making these kids feel good at practice goes a long way. I yeah. know when my girls have rough practices they come home and you know they need to vent and they talk, but when they have good practices they they're happy and it makes them feel good. So definitely connecting with the kids, whether it's playing games or anything is good for the coaches to connect Mm -hmm. with them.
0: Well, you know, and this just hit me as you said this, the other thing about forming these relationships, EBAs, emotional bank accounts. So we all make deposits or withdrawals from the account. This actually kind of ties into what we talked about earlier when you said about some parents are hard parents and some, and those parents don't get responses versus easy parents. So when I make a connection with Susie, right? Hey, Susie, how's your day? Blah, blah, blah. Right. I make a deposit into her emotional bank account, right? And she's like, oh man, coach sees me, whatever, and there's a deposit there. And you know, the next day I make another deposit. The next day I make another deposit. When I'm hard on her, that's a withdrawal, right? That means I'm taking <laughs> money out mm-hmm. of the bank account yeah. that day, right? But if I've stored up a bunch of EBAs in there, right? A bunch of deposits. When I make a withdrawal and I'm hard on her, she realizes he wasn't hard on me because he doesn't like me. He's hard on me because of, I must not have had my toe pointed during that thing. I must not have been giving my very best effort, right? But when there is no deposits, when you go and make a withdrawal, I'm now in the negative. Coach hates me. Coach doesn't like me. I don't. He's picking on me. And so you got to make sure that you're building up those EBAs. Because at the end of the day, if you make connections with the kids and the kid goes home thinking, Coach likes me. If you're hard on that kid, the reason why you're hard on them, they know they know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, the reason why they were hard on me, the answer wasn't because they don't like me. I know that coach likes me, but they were hard on me. They must have been hard on me for a, a real reason, not for just something petty because they don't like me for whatever reason, right? Um, if we're not making those um EBAs. Or you know, focus on EBAs, making those deposits. Then you know, you know. And I, I remember this happened. This mom had sent this email about this coach. Had said, "Uh, "This is not at our gym. This is at a different gym. This is a." (laughs) I'm, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard this like secondhand, secondhand. This is like a coach who knew another coach who we both knew, and and they were coaching at this other gym or whatever, and they were like kind of venting to me. So, and then she said, "I'm gonna get a knife and cut you." And I remember thinking, like, it it sounds kind of harsh, right? I'm gonna get a knife and cut you, right? And I was, but I was like thinking, yeah, but if the coach has a good relationship with the kid, they can say that, and the kid's not a. Offended or no one takes it like oh, she's really gonna cut me you know this is mm-hmm. the kid relaying the story now I'm telling you how it got to me it's a kid relaying a story to a parent who told the owner who told another coach who told me right so it goes through all these different layers right and so by the time that it gets to me they're like she said she didn't get a knife and cut her and I'm like yeah but probably in the context of the athlete and the kid you know if the kid and the coach have a good relationship she's like man if you don't stop messing around I'm gonna get a knife and cut you right and no one actually believes that. But, you know, if the kid ends up frustrating the coach or if the coach ends up frustrating the kid to some point, then she goes and tells her mom it in a different light or whatever. So I don't know how it was said. But what I am saying is those exact words can be said. And one, you could go, wow, that was like really harsh. And the other one, you're just like, oh, they're just, you know, that's just their relationship that they have with each other, you know, because you could say certain things to certain people and then not be offended because of the relationship that you guys have built up in the past, right? There's certain things I can't say to certain people because I don't have that relationship with them, right? But the point is, just having EBAs, so, and building up relationships. So anyway, before I forget this, guys, Next Gen has a new book out. Next Gen, our friend Danielle Johnston has a book for all gym owners. For all gym owners out there, uh, you guys know Next Gen, the gym owners, the one, the gym owner associations, the ones who sponsor the podcast. They have a book, so they take they took all of their knowledge, all of their wisdom, put it into one book, so that coaches and owners can grab the book and build their program. So if you're looking to have a, a profitable program, and as B said earlier, something affordable for your parents, hey, this program's reasonably priced, so you can have a reasonably priced program and have a profitable program by implementing the things that uh, Danielle has in her book. So it's called The Cheer Gym Owner's Handbook. Get it today. It's on Amazon. Link in the description. Shout out to Danielle. She got to writing a book before I did. B, did you want to add on to any of that?
1: No. Not at all. There you go.
0: Let's get to a break. And when we come back, we got the quote of the week. I really like this quote of the week. This is a really good one. Okay. Let's go. Guys, comp season is here and champions are being crowned every weekend. Commemorate your victory with a championship ring from Evolve. Have you ever seen those designs by San Juan, those championship rings on Instagram? Well, Evolve is the company that brings those designs to life. So if you're looking for a championship ring with a Championship ring design. Champions don't settle. Champions evolve. Evolve where champions forge their legacy. Visit EvolveScholastics.com or follow them on Instagram at Evolve Champ Rings. Link in the show notes. Killed it. Let's go. And we are back. Guys, as of this recording, the Next Gen Owners Conference was this past weekend. I think it was January uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th down in San Diego, which means you officially missed that, that conference. But they have a one-day business builder coming up in April, April 22nd in Orlando. So if you're going to the all-star Worlds, go down there, do your one-day business builder with NextGenNGConferences.com and get signed up for the one-day business builder but we have the quote of the week i'm not sure if this is his quote but i saw it on his instagram so i'm gonna give him the credit for it. but this is i absolutely love this quote as soon as i saw it i was like oh, that's going on the pod right now this is from scotty pippen you know nba hall of famer play with the bulls play with michael jordan he said you gotta hang around winners so your wins don't sound like you are bragging fact big facts i'm gonna say that again Quote of the week You gotta hang around winners so your wins don't sound like you're bragging. Let's go. Man, that stop playing with me right now. I've experienced this many times in my life where I've learned that when you have wins in your life that you're happy about and you want to share them with people, people are generally happy for you for a little bit of time. And as your wins start to accumulate, if They aren't winning in their life they start resenting you because you're maybe oh yeah this happened this happened this happened and they're like oh blah blah and they and then and then you start getting haters that's like literally where haters come from because they don't feel content and happy with the things going on in their life so they just want to bring you down time you have a success so you know i've seen that so many times i was like oh maybe it's just this group of people you know oh maybe it's just this group of people and then i realized no man you just can't go around telling people all your wins if they're not winning right but what i have also noticed is that when you Around people who are winning, when you tell them your wins, they're happy for you. Like, yeah, let's go. I actually saw this quote the other day talking about a person with a million YouTube subscribers won't judge you if you decide to start a YouTube channel, right? If you, a person who's a best selling author, you know, New York Times best selling author, isn't going to judge you when you decide to write a book. The people in the weight room, you know, bodybuilders aren't going to judge you when you decide to get a gym membership. It's the other people who aren't doing those things with their lives are the ones who judge you and complain and say that you can't do it. So you've got to have a winner circle, you know, around you. People who like, like when you talk about your wins, they're happy for you, you know, and they don't think that you're, you're bragging. You're just, you know, you're just happy for yourself. Right. And so I've learned there are certain people that I can share my wins with and other Mm -hmm. people I cannot share any wins with, where I just go, no, my life is just ho hum. Wait, nothing good ever happened in my life because they're just always mad that well, why did this happened and blah, blah blah. Yep, so some people, if you hear me share my wins with you, because I think you're a winner. If you never heard me share a win with you before, I don't know. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you think my life is just as bad as yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm telling gosh. you right now, people, I got a great life. I'm real happy about a lot of things in my life right now. <laughs> you know, this would happen. Now, I'm not saying these people are are losers. I'm definitely not saying that. But I remember, I only bring this up because Edwin always makes fun of me. Edwin, friend of the show. He's been on the pod before. Check out his interview. But he didn't actually say it on the show and he forgot. And he says it every time we talk to each other. But we used to coach at PCM together. And some coaches used to call it the AA meeting because we would go and compete and you know we have like 20 something teams at a time at PCM between all of our locations 20-30 teams and so at the end of the day all the coaches had to sit in a circle and we had to say how the day went you know if we're at spirit sports we compete on day one then we'd have to go and talk about how our day one went at the end of the day what place we're in what do we score whatever we had to go around in a circle and you know coaches would be like (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's go ahead and start over here. How'd you guys do? I'm like, well, you have a good day. Uh, We had two drops. We're in fourth place. And yeah, it just wasn't a good day. And then Kelly would ream them. Just ream them. Just be like, da, 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 like just go hard on them. Like, oh, that was kind of harsh, right? And then, you know, the next coach would go and be like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a great day. I'll be honest. The kids didn't look good. And, you know, we're in whatever place and we're, you know, whatever, right? And then, you know, and then, you know, Kelly kind of get on them. And it'd be like, you know, and Kelly wasn't like trying to be mean. She was trying to like coach them up. Like she's trying to coach up the, the coaches, right? And whatever. <laughs> but, you know, they always did take it great. And so, you know, after a couple of rounds of this, you uh, you know, go after a few coaches going through all their teams. She'd get to me, and you know, we'd have we'd be having a good day, right? We'd be in first place. We'd be winning by a healthy amount. And but I want to say this in front of everyone because the last thing you want to hear from me is we're oh they nailed it. They looked. <laughs> what I want to say, man, that was the best routine they've ever thrown. That they showed up today. They. Were incredible right that's what i want to say but after they said this and said that you know what i don't, that's the last thing i know my co-workers want to hear from me so i always just be like yeah you know i try to low play it yeah, as much as i could you know they look good today I, um you know they had a good routine they're in they're in first place and so you know i was just trying to get out of there as quickly as possible because always awkward it's always felt so bad and and i did apparently i did that a lot like at every competition and, and Edwin always, you know, makes fun of me. Hey, Jason. Hey, how did teams do today? Well, you know, they're in first place by three points and we're in first place for the bid. But it wasn't that good of a day and whatever. But it just comes from uh, people don't want to hear, you know, when you're having a bad time, people want to hear about your good time, you know? And so, but anyway, shout out to Edwin because I love that guy and he always makes fun of me for that. Anyway, but yeah, but you got to get you some um, winner friends. That way your wins don't sound like you're bragging. Shout out to all my old PCM homies because we really did have some good times together. We really did. I'm not going to name everyone because I'm going to forget someone and someone's going to feel bad and think I did it on purpose. But our PCO crew, we had some strong, we had some strong, uh, we had some good EBAs. Yeah, I just, I just miss those guys, you know? So anyway, shout out to all those guys. Oh, you were saying something last segment about connections with coaches. So I'm going back a little bit. Okay. The one thing I've noticed is when you're talking about, and I know I've said this before, and I was like, oh, you know, my relationships are stronger with the kids and families at PCM than they. Really are at American, and one thing like I, I know part of the reason is because now I'm responsible for the whole program. Like when I was a coach, right? When my only job title was coach, the only thing that mattered were the the 50 kids I had. Right, 30 kids on this team, 20 kids on this team. The only thing that mattered in my entire life were those 50 kids. Right, I'm single, I coach. You know, that's all I do is coach. So the only thing that matters was those 50 kids. So it was a lot easier to like build relationships when the only thing that mattered to me in my life were those 50 kids versus now where I'm obviously I have the kids that I coach, but I also have this other layer of responsibility as far as running the program. I have to, you know, work with the parents. I have to schedule this and make sure this is done. So like as my responsibilities have grown, I've found that it's not harder to make like individual connections. I'm talking about the beginning of practice, but really have like deeper connections the way we had them at PCM. And so I say all that to say to all the owners out there, directors or people just at a higher level of responsibility, you probably feel that way too, but we still got to find a way to like really make those connections regardless of our responsibility. Cause you're like, yeah, you know, Ken's like really connected with these coaches. Like, yeah, I remember like only having 50 kids to coach. it was really, really easy to connect with kids back then. It gets harder as like, you have like just more responsibility to like everything, you know? So- Anyway, but back to the uh, quote of the week, winners hanging around with other winners and not bragging. And B, what you got for us?
1: I could relate to that, you know, as you were doing your spill. I can relate to that in real life just because (laughs) I want to tell this story, but I kind of (laughs) don't.
0: Say, I'm afraid this loser's listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to say it because... This is who I am. So me and my little circle of friends, not all of my circle of friends, but some of them, we do this. And just let me say it, Jason. OK, don't give me no, no criticism. <laughs> <laughs> but me and my circle of friends, we we do this online gambling. Just the right? winners.
0: <laughs> not all my circle of friends, just the winners.
1: <laughs> and... I don't put very much of my personal money in there, but you can write these cards and each card that you write, you get $5 and it's handwritten. So, you know, I'm constantly writing these cards all the time and they get deposited into your, you know, gambling account after six weeks. And, you know, so depending on how many you wrote, that's how much you get and you play off of, right? I had to give you a little backstory to it. So oftentimes I do win and, you know, you only get these little drops once a week. So once you're done spending that money gambling, you either put your own personal money in or you don't you don't get any right so i often do win on there and there is a couple of my friends that you know we have this thing where we send it we screenshot our winnings and we send it to them and there's a couple of them too that are just like oh that's cool <laughs> too. They're just like, oh, (laughs) that's cool. And then I have another friend that's like, you know, always cheering me on whether I win $500 or $1,500. Heck, yeah. So proud of you. Good deal. What are you going to buy? You know, like actually like happy. You could tell she's actually happy for me. But the other ones, they're not winning like I am. So they're mad. And I never really thought about that until you just said it. And it's, it's like, wow, that's so true. I just realized just like maybe i need to get some more winner friends <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah man yeah you get people to be happy for like man. these people just bitter all the time like can't i be happy yes. so yeah you gotta you gotta watch out who you're who you're winning it's around true. you know it um, is really true yeah <laughs> Yeah, people will not be happy for you. So it'd be like that sometimes. So get you some winter friends. That way you can live your life, be happy, have people happy for you. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have to be you don't have to feel bad about being happy about something that happened in your life, you know,
1: that you know <laughs> so. what? That is so true, too. Like you some people, depending on what you're going through in life, like there are some people that no matter what you do, how great your success is, whether you're building a business or you're trying to sell your home or you're trying to move out of state or you're trying to make a certain team for a sport, there are some people in life that are just never going to be happy for you. And those people, I mm-hmm. feel like, are just miserable people. They're just not happy in life in general. So there comes a point where you do get down when you're like, oh, I don't even want to tell this person. Like, I don't even want to share my news mm-hmm. because it's their reaction is going to make you feel a little less than. And maybe not all the time, but sometimes it can make you feel like your accomplishment of buying a, your first time home. Oh, that's cool. I bought mine five years ago. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. no matter what. It's still a big deal, you know, so.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm telling you right now, anyone, anyone ever, if this is in your listening ear, if you can hear this right now, if you have a win, you can tell your boy, I'll be happy for you because I I know what it's like to have wins and people don't want to be happy for you. So you you have wins in your life. You let me know. I'll be real happy for you. I'll just make sure you know that I got your back and I'm happy that you're winning because I want to see everyone who's listening to this. Keep on winning. Right. And and the haters out there ain't listening to this. I want to see you win, too. (laughs) Um, just not as much as our listeners.
1: Anyway. Get ready for my screenshots.
0: <laughs> right. I won $5. You go, B. You go, B.
1: Hey, buy right. my kids that Starbucks in the morning for comp yeah, days.
0: Let's go. <laughs> I learned we used to play craps like in in high school, you know, Love them. And, you know, we played in high school. But that's the only way I knew how to play was just like in the streets. Right. Like how we, <laughs> you know, did it as kids. But I've never played in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I, I went to a little uh, New Year's Eve party the other night. There was like casino night that like, mm-hmm. you know craps and blackjack and whatever and um, it was all fake money so i was like okay well <laughs> if it's fake i'll gamble yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i ain't losing my real money i ain't like you be <laughs> i ain't putting my real money at risk i don't so but we were um playing well I, yeah you explained how that works like i wrote a card and i get paid anyway so we were playing craps and i was like winning i wasn't winning a lot but you know it felt good to mm-hmm. to go out there and, and and win you know even you know rolling the dice anyway i'm not even sure what the heck i'm talking about so anyway you guys got things to do hopefully i've entertained your long car ride to practice or to school or to work wherever your commute is and um it's been real guys five six seven eight we're We're out. out What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast.
1: That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parent's perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective.
0: Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.